There is hope for us. Okay. Great. Um, we are young, we are this away. is Laura McCallan. No, I am. There is no oh. time for this No. Oh, I am. <laughs> this is. Hey, ready? I am Laura McCallan. This is Home Podcast. Good afternoon. I'm really glad that we're doing this on a Sunday. When we don't do it on a Sunday, it feels different. I don't know how to explain it, but I know I um, was thinking today that Sunday seems to be the best day yeah. as I was running, so that's good. It's something to look forward to because I actually I love doing this. I love the recording part of it. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's helpful. Yeah, um, it makes for a good Sunday. It does. Um, so, well, so how how are you? I mean, how actually, am I? Maybe we get to skip all that because this episode is really how are how you? How are we? How are we? <laughs> yeah, I think we we can because that's what we're going to talk about. So we'll um we'll make a couple of quick announcements and then um and then get right get into it. So. Quick announcements. Um, we are launching the well, the it's out and up. Uh, we've had we 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 talked about this in the last podcast, I believe, but um, we're going to launch a or we have launched a Facebook group on Facebook <laughs> called Home, yeah. and it's um, something that we both thought about doing for a long time and um, have been asked to do and um, and feel like it's like an awesome extension of this and what Holly does for work and what I do on the, on my blog. And really it's just for women, um, a place to talk about all things related to sobriety and recovery and to meet each other, um, pose questions, share anything. Yeah. Um, and I'm so excited and yeah, you um, we're you have you sent out like uh, the announcement in your email newsletter on Saturday. I it on my blog. Uh, oh. link to it on my blog. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'll do the same. Um, anyone who wants to be in is in. Um, if they're, I mean, if they're a woman, and I do. Oh yeah, well, no, that. right. Yeah, I do because there's male listeners, and there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that. Uh, read my blog and and some of like the closest people I am the people that I correspond with the most on my blog are men and so I kind of want to speak to that I got a text message yesterday from someone a man who said um wait a minute let me get this straight can I not I can't join your Facebook group um and then called me sexist which as a joke but um but the truth is you know while I think that there that our intention is not I mean, my intention is never just to be limited to women. I speak from a woman's perspective. You know, that's that's one big deal is one big point to make is is you and I speak from a woman's perspective because we are women. And I think we are. Because we are women. <laughs> and I think that there is something that is really um niche 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 about um about the fact that uh, you want what me do to I say, say here. What do I want to say here? Well, I th- for me, I I want to um, I think right now we're we're more comfortable and feel feel like we want a, a place for women. I mean, yeah. it's nothing more than that. I I love men, I do, um, but but women need like we um, 
I felt like that when I got sober and, and you know, I, I still love having women's meetings. I, there's something special about the experience of being a woman as in life, you know? So, and a lot of the stuff we talk about isn't, isn't all sobriety related. It's just life, you know, navigating life as a woman. And, um, so that's, that's why it's no bigger, bigger reason than that. Maybe one day it it will be something else. Maybe one day we will have male counterparts that do a men's group. Maybe we'll do a co-ed group. I don't know. But, um, right now we wanted to keep it to, to women or people who identify as, um, women. Yeah, and I think actually a great point is that is there, if there is, you know, I've, I've actually gotten letters before that have asked if there is a male counterpart um, just to my blog, not to the show. And I think the answer to there is no, which means that if you really feel the need for it, you know, maybe that can be you. Um, yeah. So if there is any, if there are any dudes out there that want to create their own, you know, sort of um, Facebook community, community mm-hmm. I'd be happy to advertise it and and to help promote it just to get the word out. Um but I think, I think you very well said in that it's just, it's so, it's so beneficial just to have, to be amongst a group of people that understand very, very specifically the challenges that you face. Um, so yeah. Okay. I, I did want to speak to that. I didn't want to like, just leave it hanging and not yeah. actually, like, step up to it. No, I think that's good. And the second announcement quickly is if you listen to this and you like it, please, please, um, we ask that you rate us on iTunes because it's how people find the show. Uh, we've had, we've been so lucky. Um, this is our 15th episode and we have been so lucky to have a very like quick following and, um, and a, and a great following. Um, and, but we want we want more people to find the show. So uh, it's really easy to go do that on iTunes. You don't have to, you can just, you know, rate it with stars, but doing a written review is even better. And it can be just a few words. Uh, we would be ever so grateful. Um, so, and iTunes, um, if you are challenged to find it on iTunes by, by typing in home podcast, just type in one of our names uh, and you, it'll come up right away. Um, so that's all. And then what we wanted to do today, we're going to do something a little different that we haven't done before. Um, we wanted to, to break it up a little bit and we had, we had, um, something scheduled to talk about. And yesterday when we connected, we said, we're not, we don't feel it. We're not going to do that today, this week. So we, um, we're going to check in without how each of us are doing. Um, I think one of the things that that is was, is helpful to me is to hear about what um, people's life is like who are sober on a day-to-day basis in various parts of their journey. I mean, that's why I go to meetings. And um, so want to check in with you and check in with me and cover off on four, four areas. Um, one being home, our home life, one being sobriety, uh, the other being love, uh, relationships, and the other being work. Great. So I'm going to, let's start with you, my love. And, um, you're today, you were in San Francisco all weekend, right? You're back, back home, new home now, right? Yeah. I, uh, I was in San Francisco from Wednesday until, um, until yesterday I, I uh, had to swap out my subtenant. And I had a couple of meetings, um, one with a, a great um, therapist who works uh, with uh, addicted populations and who is just 
phenomenal on a really exciting opportunity together to help uh, help people that come to my blog um, find a therapist that is awesome. um, yeah it's so I mean it's you know so many people I think have so many tragic experiences around therapy I mean I I my dad came out of the closet when I was in my teens and my first therapist told me um asked me if I knew that he was going to hell you know and so my my know, right and so my experiences with therapy that you were going to hell or no, 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 that he was I mean she was really I mean I was trying to talk about my you know anorexia and she was really interested in telling me what the bible said about <laughs> homosexuality <laughs> and so and I've had you know and I think a lot of people I come into contact with especially those that are you know because 12 steps is so predominant and uh, AA is so predominant in recovery modalities that most therapists understand that to be one of the only ways and so I think it's really important mm. to be able to give people access to therapy um, from from a therapist that is um, you know somewhat agnostic towards modalities or at least um, anyway so totally. I, you know, I went back yeah. to meet her and I'm really excited about that and I and also just um, I uh, got I needed to see my friends and I I was just it was great it was great so I'm I'm now back in Fresno and um, I'm gonna be here for a while which is just like a breath of like like a sigh of relief yeah well why don't we talk about that I mean just cover cover off on home right now and um how you know what it looks like and what you're doing what you're up to and and all of that yeah so I mean it's it's interesting because I just um I'm really comfortable being um not really knowing exactly what it's going to look like um my you know my priorities right now are really on building out um hip sobriety and really building out home and really building out um, I mean, I'm just so, I'm so fulfilled in the work aspect and not, mm-hmm. and not, you know, not a slave to the work aspect, but so fulfilled in it and so focused on it. Um, and just happy. I'm just really happy right now. And which does not mean I don't have my shit or bad days, but I mean, and like, you know, you're feeling good. It, yeah. I'm, you're allowed to feel good. You don't need to apologize. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just, and so it's, so my needs, you know, my, my hierarchies is pretty simple. You know, I was just explaining to one of my girlfriends the other night, um, who was like, ah, you know, and I I was explaining to her kind of like some, some thoughts I had about how I was going to proceed. And I was just like, you know, the last couple of years of my life, I, you know, at first it was really highly uncomfortable to be, um, to be untethered. Um, and also to be, you know, kind of, kind of out there, you know, in the void, really figuring out which steps to take. But um, mm. I found a lot of comfort um, somehow in just in simplicity. And for me, yeah. this is so simple. Like I'm, I'm hanging out with my family. I have a bed. I have, a, like, I, I will probably say this is the best thing that's ever happened to man. I have laundry inside the home. No, that is the best thing that's ever happened to you. <laughs> It is. There's something like, I mean, I, oh my God, laundry. Just like, I, it's, so, you do not, we've talked about this on the last one. You do not need to explain. I, the, the first time that I have had, <laughs> I have had laundry in the place that I lived in for like six years when I moved in here last year and I like cried. It's <laughs> <laughs> the magic. Thank you, Maytag. Um, But it's, yeah. And so like my home life, it's just, it's interesting. I'm so like, I mean, when I think of what my home life looks like, it really looks like I'm supported. Um, That's it. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. I'm content with, you know, with just with a couple of suitcases worth of stuff. I told, I told one of my friends, as long as I have, you know, good, good body cream 
and you know and like red lipstick and mm-hmm. like um a blow dryer that works really well and you know a few changes of clothes you're good. good right and a razor and you know I mean there's just like some silly things that I like freak out if I don't have but for the most part my needs are very simple right now and I'm just like I mean my mom this morning said I'm so sorry for you that you have to be here. And I was like, oh, you're kidding me. I was like, <laughs> you made me breakfast. I woke up and there was coffee made and you made me breakfast and we sat on the porch and yeah, carpet. <laughs> it's just, it's, I'm in heaven. I'm really, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know where it's going. And that's actually really comforting as well. Like it kind of is this really beautiful possibility. It, it, you know, it's not for everyone. I will say that. Like, you know, Well, and we can handle it at different times in our lives. Yeah. I find I sometimes there have been lots of times where I've loved that. And like right now there's, I know. I, and I think it also has a lot to do with having a kid yeah. wanting, you know, you need to, to be, nest. you need to be able to root down and, and to nest. But no, it's not for everybody and it's not for everybody all the time. So yeah. I think it's, it's, it's awesome though to um, not have a lot of stuff either, you know, oh. like that's really freeing. I threw away every, like I had, for some reason I've, I've always like felt like I had to keep everything that ever I ever received. <laughs> yeah. Every card, every, you know, every picture, every letter, every, and I ended up just throwing away so much of that and really just simplifying to a degree I've never simplified to before. And it's, you know, it really comes down to if I have books, if I have good toiletries, toiletries are a must. If I have, you know, clothes that make me feel good and not very many of them, but just those things. And and also if I'm surrounded by people I love, I am very happy. And so mm-hmm. that's where it is right now. And and I don't know, you know, I'm going to be looking and moving towards LA in the in in the winter in January, February, but for now I'm for now you're there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what about you? How why don't you explain how's your what home? home? Yeah, I um I am in love with where I live right now. I mean, I'm really in love with it. And it uh, it's one of those things that I think about every day or that I, that hits me every day. Um, both where I physically live in ge- geographically, um, which is right North of Boston on the water. Um, and also where like my space, like I like, I really love my space now. And I think I appreciate it so much because, um, you know, I, it's just, it's a, very regular type condo place. You've seen it now. There's two bedrooms. It's just me and Alma. Um, But it has, it has really good energy and I can see the water from like every window and I pay the rent myself (laughs) and I have laundry in it and I have all my grandmother's art hung up. And I don't know, I think it's the first place that I've lived um, when my husband and I got separated, he moved out of the house that we lived in. And so that, um, and that we rented that house and we had only been there for a short time and it was a really beautiful house, but it wasn't mine. It was, and it was hard to be there. It was really hard, um, emotionally. And there's a lot of energy in that, in there, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, for a very short period of time, I moved to like a different part of that house. There were three um, different, um, there were two like small apartments 
and one big part of the house in that bigger house. And I moved to a small apartment and that, um, lived, I lived there for a year and it was just me and Alma and she, and I shared a bedroom and it was one of the darkest periods of my life because it was post separation. And I, uh, it was when I really came to terms with knowing I had to quit drinking and, um, and I still drank a lot in that house. Mm-hmm. And it just was really heavy, heavy energy in there. And it was, you know, it felt sad because it was like, it was, um, I don't know, the energy in there was just really painful. You know, I have a lot of very lonely, it feels like it was one long winter that I lived, that I lived in there, you know, that year. And so, and this, and the place I live in now is where I moved to after that. And it felt like my first, you know, fresh beginning on my own. You didn't move too long ago. When did you move? Last September? It was a year ago in August. So it's just okay. been a year that I've been here. But um, mm. but it was really a new beginning type of place. I mean, not shortly after I moved in here, did I get, you know, did I start to put together my sober time? And I don't know. It. I think it has, it's just, I love where I live and I love my home life. Like I like being home, you know, I like being by myself here. I love everything about it. I love that there's an ice cream store underneath it. I love, you know, I've done all of my writing here, like all of it in the past Mm -hmm. year. I do it here at my house, primarily on, you know, on the kitchen, in the kitchen. And it's just a really, it's been a really special place for me. And I know that I get to stay for two more years. Um, So that's my home life. I would say it's just, I'm really grateful um, for how it looks right now. And you know, I have, um, my daughter half the time every other week. And so half the time it's just me and half the time it's her and me. And it's good. There's been a lot of growing up in this place. Yeah. I, I felt like I, I really loved when I was there. It felt, it felt that way. It felt very comfortable and it felt very lived in and it felt very home. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's home life. And then the next one I wanted to talk about was work. So what? you don't have, and you don't have to like go way into it. I mean, just. Yeah. No. And the, and the, uh, is just because it's today, a big, yeah. well today, this weekend, it's just been heavy for me. Um, yeah. Um, can you ask the question how I should answer it? It might help me. Well, sure. So how, what is your work life? What does your work life look like today? How are you feeling about it? Um, yeah, that's the question. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, first of all, it's, it's kind of one of those things where I look back on where I was a year ago and where I am today and it's a little overwhelming. It's just, Mm. I'm blessed. I'm really blessed. There's, I have a really, uh, kind, loving following, of, of individuals. And I feel like what I contribute through my blog and through this podcast are, are, are big. It just feels very, you know, there's that whole idea that you, you know, you're the faucet, not the water. And, and I, I firmly believe that when things need to come through you and they're not able to come through that it's, it's dangerous. And I, I feel very blessed in that I have a good outlet to create the things I need to create. And so I've, 
I love the work that I do through my blog. I love the work that I do with you. And, and I, this to me is, this is work. I mean, this is my life's work. And right. Well, that, I think that's important because I don't, I think we assume that people know what you do for work, but why don't you explain what you do for work? Sure. Sure. Well, I primarily the way that, I mean, I, I really, you know, my story is that I, I quit my job with, and I was, I was a director of, I was, I was the director of uh, revenue cycle management at a healthcare organization, but had also been instrumental in helping build a healthcare organization that was very successful. And so my first thought was to go out and I was interested in working at a company called IRA Health. Uh, I was interested in working, remaining within healthcare, but really improving the operational aspect to improve patient outcomes. That was what I was thinking I was going to do. And and then I just had this longing. I'd been I'd been wireframing hip sobriety since I had been, as a website as a yeah. website since I had been drinking. And when I went to Italy the first time three months sober, I was I was sketching out exactly what it was going to look like. And um, so I, you know, the so I, for me, I mean, the story is this: I cashed out my equity. I had I had a certain amount of of ownership and where I was working. And I, I took money from that. And I also, I was, I had, I received, I had a nice paycheck when I left my last job um, and uh, small savings. And I used that to just to this idea that if I started to develop the website, that I would figure it out, right? I'd figure out a way to make money. And what really became clear to me was I could work with individuals and help them, help them essentially become, you know, find the same path that I had and help them in right. the same way that I had been helped. And so my, the main source of income that I've had is by doing one-on-one coaching and by working mm-hmm. with clients. And that's been, I mean, it's been phenomenal. Um, it's, it's really hard to explain, but I, I've gotten to get really intimate with a handful of people. I've worked, you know, I've worked with about probably 50 people at this point mm-hmm. and it's just been I don't know. It's been, it's ridiculously rewarding. And I also, you know, and I, and I, I count as part of that also, I did a group coach, a group coaching program. And it's just, there's something that's really beautiful about actually seeing what's happening in people's lives as they move through one of the seemingly darkest things and just into one of the most I don't know. One, I mean, to move from the dark into the light, and yes. and to find themselves. And there's, it's, I, I can't even get into it. But it's just, it's overwhelming, and it's an honor, and it's been ridiculously fulfilling. Um, so that's, I mean, I, I've essentially, aside from the affiliate income of fifty dollars a month that I get from Amazon, it's been just, you know, self-funded and also funded through doing working one-on-one with clients. Um, and so that's what I, you know, what I do for work. That's what I consider. But I also consider building up hip sobriety and writing blogs and putting out tools. I, I also consider that to be my main work. And so, yeah, well, it totally is. It I mean. is. Of course it is. Right. Um, and so, yeah. So I guess, you know, for me, when, when I kind of was like, oh, it's because there's so many things that I want to do and there's so many things that I can do and I just can't go fast enough. And Mm -hmm. so there's, there's that component of it. So right now it feels very ambiguous in that I know I want to reach more people. I know I had a call the other day with like this young man and he couldn't afford coaching and there was, I mean, he just couldn't. And I was in tears after the call because I wanted to help the guy and there was no, and I can't, I just can't do it for free because I'll otherwise, you know, be not be, 
I just, I can't do it for free. I have to be able to make income to do this. Become an accountant. And so there was just the heartbreak and there's a heartbreak of, of all the people out there that really need help and that don't have access to it. And that is where my heart's at really. My heart's really in creating something that is accessible and affordable to free and is um, empowering and gives people hope. Mm-hmm. and gives and is accessible and so anyway it's it's you know all that to say that right now I'm trying to figure out how to do that and I'm trying to figure out how to do that with um I'm, I don't how do I even say it I'm trying to figure out how to focus my energy and start to produce things that to that end and, yeah. Um, well, I think that that's, that's perfectly said. I mean, you're just, you're trying to, it's new, it's new territory. You're trying to figure out how to make a living out of it. And, um, and it's really demanding too, because I mean, anytime I, I, anytime I feel like you're doing, like you don't have a massive distinction between your life life and your work life. Like that is, you know, it's not that you live for work, but you're, it is, it is a full part of your life, you know, it's, it is, it's your life. Yeah. And, um, and which is amazing and, and beautiful. Um, but it's a privilege, it's a privilege, but it's, um, but it's, it, it's a lot, you know, I mean, it's, it's a lot. So, right. So that being that, um, let's talk about your work life because I also think it'd be great for people to understand that this is not your job. <laughs> I know. Neither is no. writing. No. You actually have two full-time jobs. Yeah, no, this isn't my job. Um, I don't think I've ever talked about this before. I work I work at a PR and marketing agency. I have been in digital marketing um, really for my whole career on um, at, in agencies for the most part. And I manage um, accounts. Like I have a couple really big accounts in technology and my agency builds things like websites and apps. And, um, we, so I am in the business of leading, you know, selling a lot of stuff and leading teams and, um, managing projects. And I travel a good amount and it's, um, it's a very corporate life, you know, it's not like Dilbert, like I don't work at, um, you know, an insurance agency or something, but I work at, I work a job, you know, I go to work in the city in Boston. I am at the office Monday through Friday. Um, I often work at home a lot and you travel for it as well, which is another big part of it. Yeah. I travel a good amount. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do for work. And, you know, my job is interesting because I, I just kind of picked a thing that I, it's a very, like, uh, it's very, um, consistent with my path of sort of how I've lived is I picked and it's not just me, it's what a lot of people do, but I picked, you know, a thing that I thought I'd be good at or that I liked. I picked yeah. a thing I thought I would like, which I did, you know, marketing. I was a biology major in college because I, lo- I wanted to go pre-med and I love science. And then like when I got into 
um, I think it was organic chemistry. And I was like, whoa, I'm not going to be a doctor. I don't know. I'm not going to be a researcher. What am I going to do with a biology degree if I don't go to med school? And so I was like, I will switch to business marketing. And it was like such a radical, it was so easy do like th that switch. I had to work so hard and as a biology major and it was so easy as a business major that I figured out the exact amount that I needed to do to just get, you know, bees basically. And, yeah. and it was easy and, and I like it, you know, I like, I like it, I guess. But, um, I just kind of followed that, you know, I got a job when I moved to Boston at a startup and I was like the marketing, everything, marketing coordinator, you know, entry level. And I just ran with it. And then over the course of 15 years, I just kept on that path because that's what happens, you know, and I was drinking a lot and it's like a culture that supports a lot of drinking. It was fun and you know, I liked it, but I, I don't love it. I never have. I don't know that we all need to love our jobs and a hundred percent and always, you know, have it be like, um, our wishes fulfilled every day, but I, but I, that's what I want for myself now, you know? And so I'm moving closer to that, but yeah, the worth writing in this is not my job. Mm. Um, although I dedicate a ton of time and energy to it, but it's totally out of, jo of joy and love. You know, I, I, nobody's telling me to write. Nobody's telling me to do this. I, I love it. And I, that's how I know it's what I, you know, want to move closer to doing um, because I, it never feels like work to me. It never does. It never feels like I wake up at right. four thirty in the morning to write, you know, I love it. And I feel blessed. I feel completely blessed that I have, that I know something that I really love, you know, I'm, I'm able to do it <clears throat> even if it's um, in the stolen hours. So yeah. that's what I, that's what work looks like for me. And I'm very much in that, you know, I'm, I'm in a frustrated space a lot of times because I want to be writing full time or writing. I want my, this work to support my, to support me. And it yeah. doesn't, and it doesn't yet, you know, and it may never, one of the big lessons that I learned in big magic, um, which is Liz Gilbert's book is like, you don't your your, your art. So your creativity may never support you fully in your life. Um, but I also, part of me, believes in that it that it will you know yeah. hardly believes that it can and and it's you know it's not to say that I'm going to become a famous author and that my books are going to support me but like other things you know things related to that things other things that I love that are more close to who I am but it's not where I am today you know my the truth is I am writing my book it's not out there the truth is you know I, I still it's, it's, it feels like I love where I am right now. I love that it's, you know, it's, I love that I don't have to rely on my writing to support my life. Cause I might end up hating it. You know, I, yeah. it's, it's just exactly where it should be. And I've only, you know, been doing it in earnest for like a year. So it's, it feels, um, it feels right. But there are days when I'm like, fuck this, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't want yeah. my, my job feels wrong and I don't want to go spend 10 hours of my day doing work that I, I don't care about. Um, well, I think it's interesting. And I think like, <coughs> this is what I love about this, which is that you, there's this, I, there was this whole thing and we talked about last time, which was you would, you know, as you were, as you were going through quitting drinking and you'd write, you'd, you'd be very candid with your experiences as you were moving through it. I think it's just as important 
that we get to actually hear you and hear from you and watch you while you're an unpublished writer, while you don't, while you aren't making your living off of it. When I'm saying fuck this. Fuck marketing, right? Or whatever. Like it gives, it's beautiful because other women who might be in the same position or other men or people that hear you or follow you or watch you are actually getting to see in real time the development of what it actually looks like and what it actually takes to do to follow your dreams and pursue your dreams. And right. When there's no, when there's no guarantee that anything's going to work out that way. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny and I don't know why or where this comes from, but I don't care. I truly like, I, I have always felt since I was really young that I have something I want to give or and yes. it's not like in an altruistic way. It's just like, I have a thing like Cheryl Strayed talks about her first book having, you know, a second heartbeat and that eventually she had to get that thing out of her. And I feel the same way, you know, and it's, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what form that took or how to do it. Um, But that was the thing that when, when I, when I drank for so long and when I really stopped doing all the things that um, fed that, um, or I just ignored them or kept them out of my life. Or, you know, when you become a mother, you just get really busy and you put all that stuff aside. And now I'm doing those things. I'm really doing them. And there's no, the only reward is doing them. <laughs> you know, there's nobody's yeah. paying me to do them. Nobody is. And it's, and, 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 and I know that it's real because I want to do it, you know, yeah. and, and it's not because it's easy. Like I don't know, sit down and, it, you know, is like this beautiful process. I, I, I was talking to one of my friends and she's like, I keep starting, um, and stopping, you know, I get stuck. I'm like, I know you, but you just keep showing up. You just keep doing it. You just sit your ass down and you do it. And, and, um, it's, it's fascinating. It's like such an interesting thing to learn. But I think one of the reasons that I have been so happy, um, for the most part or fulfilled in sobriety is because I have this thing that I'm doing, you know, yes. and if I was not, if I was just sober, just physically sober and still going on, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel, I think I'd be still dying inside. Um, so it's, um, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, I didn't expect to have that answer when I thought about work. I was just like, bah, you know, not doing what I want. Um, but, but I also have learned to have an appreciation and a respect for where I am right now and for the job that I do have because I, you know, cause it's getting you there. It's, it's getting me there. I, I still very much care about what I do when I'm there. I can't not care, you know, I, but I have lowered my standards. You know, I do my job. I do my job. I don't, overdo my job. I don't, um, I've drawn boundaries and, you know, maybe that was probably something that needed to happen anyway, a long time ago. Um, And that's been a valuable lesson for me too. So can I say one thing? I think it's really important before we move on. And I think you and I are, I don't think, I know you and I are doing an episode on creativity and we're eventually doing an episode on purpose, but there's that whole thing. And it's just, I think there's something so important about understanding that all of us, what Liz Gilbert says, like she thinks that the universe's joke on us is that they, it buries 
gems within each of us and then like basically says go and find find them them. (laughs) yeah right and every single person every human on this earth has something in them that's like that there's some beautiful or not even just one multiple and so that thought when you said I always had this feeling and I always had that feeling too like I always had that feeling that there was something that was in me that needed to come out that 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 there was there was something that I was supposed to do and something that was and, and it wasn't just accounting right yeah. Oh my God. And I think the biggest thing is like there were, it got, what interfered the most is there are things I thought I should do. I think a lot of people get tripped up because they're like, well, the thing I love to do is, is stupid, you know, um, or it's not good enough or it's weird or it's so what I'll never get any reward out of it. And it's like, n- so what, you know, that is your thing. I, I listen to the best podcast, um, Mark Marin's WTF podcast that I that I love. I still listen to it every week, and he interviewed, um, oh God, what's his name? I'm going to pull it up. It was a comic that I didn't know, but once he started talking, I did know him. Um, but he was so funny, and he has been in the in like he's been a comic forever, and he's like, you know, your gifts are your gift. Like, fuck it, you just accept it. He's like, most people are like, oh, I didn't want that gift, or I want to be something else. You know, <laughs> like you think you want it. You know, they think they want to be an actor, and it's like they suck at acting, and and that was never their gift to begin with. But they're so hung up on it. So when really what they're so good at is like making food. You know, they're but they think that's stupid, or you know, we do all. It's Mike Epps, EPPS. Um, he was so, so good and so funny. And like, you can find these lessons in like the, I think every book I've read in the last, you know, two months has been about this in some way, which is important and telling, but it's like, your thing is your, your things are your things, you know, your follow yeah. your curiosities. They're there. There's nobody that doesn't have them. I mean, yeah. my, one of my friends, Christina, you know, felt the way I did about that there was something inside me about being a mother from like the time she was a kid. She wanted to be a mother and she has four kids and it's like her joy, you know, and not that she fucking loves, like she's, she still needs her own stuff and all of that. But she is one of those people that's like, I want to be a mother. And you know, it's, it, she feels it's hard for her sometimes because she has to defend that, you know, because yeah. it's like, you're just, you're just being a mother or whatever. It's like, what? No, you know, whatever it is, it's worthy. It's awesome. And I think um, the best way we can like support each other is to just like, all of those gifts are important. Like, thank God people, there are some people unlike me who have tuned into that from the beginning and followed it and just created their work and we get to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's so like one of the best books I've ever read on this is um, The Big Leap by Gay Henry. Yeah, I just yeah. finished it last night. Oh, it's so good. And it just speaks about this, which is that when we're little, we have these gifts, like we have these callings, these natural things that we lean towards. And then we essentially lean away from them because they're, they're side projects or they're like, you know, extracurricular. But the truth is like, if we go back to what the, you know, what the original stuff was and what the original draws or actually just tune into the things that we just naturally want to do. That's where a lot of the good stuff lies. And a lot of the, the, you know, a lot of my happiness has come from um, just kind of being curious about um, talents. I wouldn't have really expected that I had, but things that I really loved to do and have always loved to do. Yeah. Um, You know, that just kind of gets weeded out by, you know, the whole life lawyer, right. Accountant syndrome. So yeah. Um, 
Okay, so that's work. Well, that was a little detour, but that was fun. And I think it's really important. Um, so two more areas that are um, two more big life areas. So what about sobriety? Like, how's that feeling? Great. <laughs> um, easy. easy breezy. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. We'll talk about cross addiction at some point, but um, which is really what, you know, like, I don't think about alcohol. Like the, the last time I ever really thought about alcohol was when I was in Italy and the man that I was dating came to visit me in Italy and at dinner told me that he had gotten back together with his girlfriend on the way there. While, while he was drinking? <laughs> while he was drinking. And I literally said, I looked at his liter of wine and I was like, I wish I fucking drank right now. And I did because I would have drank that whole entire liter and then, and then probably broken it over his head. Um, but no, I mean, like, I don't think about, it. I just, it's drinking is not a struggle for me. Smoking pot, you know, like the two things that were my undoing are not a struggle for me. So sobriety in that sense is not a struggle. Um, I, I'm going to be honest and I've got to write about this. I smoked cigarettes when I was in Rome. Um, one time after, um, after um what's the what's the word that we use um what's the clean yeah. word for for hot dirty sex i don't know one time like in this like what <laughs> i smoked okay so i smoked cigarettes when i was in rome and um i did it one night after i when i just was kind of in this like delicious place oh like oh. i just i just had i was with i was just, just i don't know it was just you it just was had like, beautiful delicious sex <laughs> And you want a dessert. And, oh, like, okay, we're not going to, no. I just, like, I, yeah, I just had sex. I was, it was, like, in a really beautiful apartment, and we were listening to beautiful music, and I was sitting on a window ledge, and I had a cigarette, and I hadn't had one in a year and a half, and and then I, a couple of days later, I bought a piece of art that I couldn't afford, and so I, right afterwards, without even thinking about it, bought a pack of cigarettes. And so, mm -hmm. and so for me, and I'm going to write about this. Um, it's it's something that I think is really interesting to explore. Um, but so for me, like sobriety is is fine. Like that, that's just it's actually very very. It's one of the most flowing parts of my life. But um, but it's interesting because I have had to stop myself from buying cigarettes. Um, and it's also interesting because I, um, I still like, I don't binge and purge, but I still will find myself, um, you know, stuffing a pint of ice cream down my throat and, and still eating in a way that is that same. It's that it, when I'm in, I guess it's like when I'm in that same, like, um, that same place of feeling ungrounded or the place of feeling nervous or that, you know, like whatever I want to escape, I still have, I still have unhealthy coping mechanisms. We'll put it that way. And so, yeah. and those are the things that all, and I, I kind of just feel like I'll always have that. Right. I, you know, there's times I get in bed and I just, I'll watch, you know, five hours of MasterChef or there's mm -hmm. times that I will um, go and, you know, buy like three bubble teas in a day. Um, or, you know, like there's just stuff that I do and it's not like there's anything wrong with those things. I'm not saying that, but I am saying I'm highly aware of my behavior and highly aware of when I am doing something to escape from being in a state that I'm in. Um, yeah, well, it's all part of like, I, I think how your how, you know, the quality of your sobriety in a way, because you're, there's, it's one thing to be physically sober, right? Yeah. You're not, you're not drinking and smoking pot, which is amazing. Right. But then, you know, we're, and sometimes that's a struggle. Sometimes it's not, but for, I'm talking about for myself, but the, the rest of it is like, how, how are you living? You know? And yeah. I think when you have 
um, other cross addictions that flare up or you're emotionally all, you know, your emotional sobriety isn't there that it's, you know, that's. What do you mean by emotional sobriety? I don't understand that term. Um, emotional sobriety is like being in a good place with, um, relationship with yourself and with others. So are you, um, for, you know, for, if for everybody, it looks a little bit different, but for me, it looks like how honest am I being? How, um, how vulnerable am I able to be with people? How patient, how accepting, how loving, um, it's a, all, you know, all the stuff that comes in relationship really. Yeah. I don't know if I like that term. It for me, that just sounds like it's, I don't know. Um, I like really, truly what I, when I say this, it's, it's more of, I look at it like, how am I taking care of myself and how I am today? And so I don't think it's like a general picture thing of saying like, Oh, your emotional sobriety is at stake or I, I don't no, know. It's not. Yeah. What no. is it? It's not that it's like, it's just, it's a term that's used in AA. That's all. That's mm-hmm. how I got it. So, and it, um, it doesn't mean like you're, something's at stake. It just means like, how are you feeling? You know, like, how are you doing aside from, yes, you're sober, you're physically sober, but how are you doing? How are you feeling? Yeah. Are you, yeah. are, you know, it's like another term is spiritually fit. Like how, how are you feeling spiritually? Are you feeling, how's everything else basically? Yeah. So I'll just like say, you know, there's, I think for me, it's interesting. It's really interesting because I can, you know, I can always tell when I am like, for me, it's, I look at it very, I guess I look at it very um, clinically um, Mm -hmm. in a sense of um, if I, if I am sitting around and I'm thinking like, I want to go to Chipotle and, you know, buy three bags of chips and eat guacamole, or if I'm sitting around and I want to do nothing but watch TV then I know that somewhere along the line, something's I, not, something's yeah, it's not right. Like it's like, and I can, and that's when I usually start to undo it. And like, I'll say, okay, did I not, did I skip meditation this week? Or I'll say, is there something that's bothering me that I'm not addressing mm-hmm. or have right. I gotten enough sleep or, you know, and I start kind of going down the list of what it is I need to escape from what's too tight, what's causing me to go seek something mm-hmm. that isn't going, that's not healthy and that I normally wouldn't do. Um, and so and just like, I think I look at it much more clinically. So just to answer the question, my sobriety is going great, right? It's just, um, and I don't even think about, you know what I mean? I don't wake up and like check in with my sobriety every day. Um, for me, what I really do is I check in with me every day. And I know I, I'm a good enough personal investigator now that I know mm-hmm. when something's off and I, you know, and I'm also able to see like, this is, this is not normal or this is not in line with what makes me feel good or this is not leading me to a good place or um that was you know that was that was a little feedback loopy like I was doing that to get a hit you know and you know mm-hmm. yeah so, totally so it's good and some weeks are harder and some weeks are easier but I also think it's just being human um I don't well, know all of this is I mean yeah that's true it all is and what about you sobriety wise um I feel, I feel pretty good. I, um, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm similar, but different, I guess. I do check in with sobriety every day and that I, um, not that I fight the urge to drink every day, but I do recognize it in the morning. I specifically pray to be kept away from a drink or a drug. And I, um, and I, 
say thank you at night when, uh, you know, thank you for my spray. Thank you for keeping me sober. Thank you for helping me keep myself sober. And I do think about it in that way, but I, but I'm not going through my day, you know, powering through like fighting to stay sober. And that ha- it's been, hasn't been that way for a while. Um, but I, you know, I have had, I, I had a, a, a rough like three weeks there where I've, I've been sick and I had a couple of really big things come up at work and um, some interesting relationship stuff. And I was only going to like one or two meetings a week. And what happens to me when I get like that is all the other stuff like you were just talking about, um, I start to get, things start to get icky, you know, I start to feel like shit. And I wasn't working out. I wasn't, you know, I had to just, I was in bed basically for a week. So it's, um, me, it's a lot more about today. It's a lot more about, um, all the other stuff and feeling, you know, feeling settled and, and good in my sobriety than it is about, you know, staying physically sober. I, I do think about drinking. I mean, I do, I, I still will have moments where I miss it a lot and I will, you know, I, I bounce back from that a lot faster and I can think it through like I did on Friday. Fridays still suck for me. Um, I don't know what it is. It's like partially just programming of like my brain being like, it's Friday night, you know, people are doing things, you're missing out on something. Um, I get really sad and I get like melancholy and full of self-pity. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm going home and take care of my daughter and it's just me and I wish I had help. And, you know, I get into this kind of nasty place. Um, and I do like, I think about drinking and it's not that I think it's like a good idea or that it would work or that I, it would make me feel better, but it's there. You know, I don't, I would never deny that it's not there. It's like, I would love, you know, sometimes I do miss being able to, soften into a Friday night with wine and like just go to friend's house where they're drinking and have wine and and you know usually it's like this totally romanticized version of what it what it's like which is not what it looks like but it's you know my head still goes there and that's why you know that's why I am like okay what what's going on like you're you haven't been going to many meetings you're you're starting to get away from from the center of things. And so I'm in a good, I'm in an okay place. I'm not in a great place. I don't think I'm, you know, I'm not going to go drink today, but I'm, um, but I'm not like, this is amazing. You know, it's, I feel, I feel like on the better side of middle. <laughs> is yeah. Where I am. yeah. No, I get it. And I, I, I mean, and it's not to say, I'm not trying to say that there aren't times that I don't have those same thoughts. Um, I, I mean, it, I'd be completely lying. Um, it's just not omnipresent. And for the most part, um, like the second it kind of comes in, I also, um, yeah, you can, just, it, it goes out. Yeah. Same. Yeah, and it, yeah. I can pretty easily access like where that would go. You know, I, I don't have the blinders on where I actually think it would be okay. It's like, you know, that I can go right to the anxiety or right to the loneliness of it immediately. And so it doesn't, you know, I can play it out, but it still, it still happens. Yeah. And that's interesting. I like, so I don't go to the consequence of it. I go like, it's really weird when it, when like it happened, it was just like, it was, it was like in that moment, 
like because this is the last conscious time I can really remember it it was when I was in Italy that night and um I said it and then I was just like the next thought in my head was I could hear it like of course you're not gonna fucking do that right um and that's where it it usually ends which is just of course you're not going to um right not an option yeah and that's the that is the developed response which is in my mind that's just how I mean that's how it works for me it works and that works for me so yeah um so that's so braggity um so the last the last question is how is your love life (laughs) what's going on we haven't checked in on this on the podcast since Rome and and things are quite different so so what's up now um I'm in I guess I'm I'm in the place of um just I'm not there um you're not yeah. in a relationship. You're not struggling no. with, with a relationship. No. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not like, first of all, I'm, I'm not, I'm not struggling. That's it. You know, and I, I, the, I still have talked recently, not, yeah, I've still spoken recently to the, the one guy that I've been in and out with for almost, you know, for like a year and a half, over a year and a half. And it's just, he does, it, I don't know how to explain it. It doesn't get to me anymore. It's just not, eh whatever. Well, you, yeah, you moved into a different place. I mean, I yeah, know how that goes. We're in a much different place. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think for the most part, it's just very mellow and quiet. It's not a priority. And I did, you know, I did, I started seeing a therapist that I had seen when I was, um, first quitting drinking and, uh, when I was still drinking actually. And it was great because we kind of got down to the root of it, which was um, how much work I have to do on how, how close my heart is um, and how, how, uh, yeah, that's just, yeah, how much work I really have to do. And, and I agree, you know, we kind of got into it and I just, I get it. I know I, I, I you know, I, I guess I, I was walking around with, a, with a very, very tightly closed place in me and believe not believing that it was first of all that tightly closed and also I'm <laughs> um, thinking that if I just kept on reading books about finding you know like you know like if I just kept on doing these like kind of little cute things to open my heart um that it would you know the it truth, would work yeah yeah and the truth is um I'm I have such um I have such a just such deep-seated issues with my with my dad right I mean mm-hmm. just I we were it was really funny because we were sitting there and we, she pulled it out of me and got to the extent of of how much you know anger is surrounded and how much like and also just yeah. total disassociation is around yeah. and um I said do you do you think it's um my my guess is it's from my past life like I think it's so <laughs> that it's that it's totally from like stuff that's happened in other lives. And she <laughs> said, well, that could be, that could be. <laughs> and, uh, but my, my thinking is that you are completely under, um, underplaying the amount of trauma that you have from what happened with you and your father. Yeah. And I was like, huh, you know, and it, it kind of was, because I'm not angry at him, I'm not actively angry at him. I'm not, you know, I don't walk around. I really don't even think about him. I was talking to my friend the other night and I was like, yeah, I don't really, you know, I don't talk about my dad. And um, 
she was she doesn't know a thing about my dad and the funny thing is right. that if you knew me when I was 20 all you would know about was my dad right um so it's like moved from a place where you're talking about it and you know it's up front and center to where it's showing up things are showing up in your relationships now but you're not like actively angry you're thinking about your dad but it's like showing up in your own relationships you yeah know. you know I mean because I told you before we talked about it and I was like ah eh, yeah he's you know I've like he did his best it was, you know what I mean? And I, yeah. I don't feel it, but like the truth is it's like, just, it's, I almost imagine it just like, I couldn't, I think like, I would have to say like, I just couldn't deal with it at some point and I, yeah. just, I cut off and disassociated. And so I know how, I mean, I'll, let's just say like I peeked inside and I saw what's there and I just <laughs> like, I'll that, come back to that later. <laughs> back up and just slowly taking down my dating profiles and declining romantic pursuit at this point just because I I don't hey you know what you don't and there's so many other things going on that are so great and sometimes it's like fucking refreshing to take a break yeah yeah so I'm just I'm not and just I'm not I'm not you know she and I I when I when I told I called Leah and I just said you know I think I'm going to just put this aside for a little bit. And she was like, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And yeah. it's the same as like very much as, as a healthy when response. you decide to stop drinking and, you know, when you decide to like, you really like, there's got to be something in you that's going to be able to do the, the work that you need to do. Right. Totally. And yeah. It's, it's just, it's not like, it's not something, it's not a little fun side project for me to, you know, to start digging through, you know, some of my deepest wounds. It's like, you know, you gotta be there for it. And so, um, and I'm okay, like I'm functioning, but I also know I'm not in a place to be in a relationship right now. And yeah. so I'm just, you know, I might date and who knows, like uh, have sex maybe. Well, you also just moved. I mean, you're, you moved. So yeah, what am I going to bring a man home to my mom's? So, oh my God. <laughs> No, I hope you do. I think that would be awesome. No, but I'm just, I'm, and I'm really, I am very proud of myself and the response with it. I'm very like, and it's also very refreshing to kind of have an under, like I have more understanding of what's been going on with me. I felt, Mm -hmm. I have felt crazy and out of control and it's been with. Yeah. You have not been. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm great. I'm actually like in love life. I'm great because there is no love life and I'm actually (laughs) super cool with it. And so (laughs) it's a good place to be. I have been there many times. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, what about you? Um, so I have been, I've dated this, the same guy on and off through the, about for over a year, almost like a year and a half. And it has been a very on and off relationship. And today we happen to be in a period of on, um, not just today. It's been, um, it's been for a few weeks. I, it's, it's one of the more, I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. It's been one of the more interesting and um, wonderful relationships that I've had in terms of just, uh, you know, how we relate to each other and, and who he is to me and who I am to him. But Um, but we have had a tumultuous relationship, you know, like as friends and as, as people, um, individually, we, you know, it's, it's it's great in that, you know, we each have a lot of respect for each other and we like each other. Um, but our, our ability to be in relationship with each other is interesting (laughs) and, uh, challenge and challenging. And it's, um, it's been yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot. It's been interesting. It's not like a, 
you know, I, I, I would say, uh, you know, being sober and, and doing this type of thing is fascinating. And yeah. I feel it's like new territory every day to have a reaction or have an emotion and to have it sober and to work through it and to not react, you know, all the time and not, um, to, to like, it's like a, this, the most fascinating exploration, I think, um, in this journey for me, or it's been one of them. Um, well, I think it's just interesting. I think, you know, I think it's really to, to be on the other side of this, to be your friend in this and, and to, you know, to not know to such depth, but to know enough. Um, I think it's just, it's one of those things, like every relationship's an assignment, you know, and all that mm-hmm. you know, great stuff, but it's really, truly this, I, you know, from seeing your, your trajectory and knowing it's really been, I think again, like it's a gift. It's such a gift that yeah. you've, you've, you've had this, human in your life and you've been able to go through these experiences as you're learning and, and growing. Totally. And yeah, I think it's totally no. And it's so, uh, yes, I would, I would a hundred percent agree. And he would say that. And I would say it too, you know, it's, um, it's been like in a lot of ways, a really beautiful experience to be loved and to love someone sober and to, um, have someone know me, um, through the journey, you know, um, and to see that and have someone kind of champion you along that is a, a man for me and that is you know someone that also like wants to make out with me and you know and that is it's just it's not it's something that I had not had you know I'd never done before but it's also I mean sober but it's also you know post separation and divorce like it's tricky territory. You know, I, when I got married or when I met my husband, my ex-husband, I was 27 and obviously didn't have a kid and I was in a whole different life, you know, and our relationship, um, I wrote about this recently, not publicly. I haven't published it. I think it's part of, it's going to be part of the book, but I find it fascinating. And I think it's important to like say, you know, because you try to understand what sometimes you don't understand what's happening until at least I don't until I write about it or some time has passed and you're like, okay, I I can understand the narrative behind this. But I think this relationship has been very internal to each other. You know, we've spent a lot of time just together, he he and I, and um, not a lot of time like in our courtship outward with other people, whether it be family or friends. And it's not that, um, there are several reasons for that. I mean, one of them is I was creating a new life and, and so is he. Um, and so it's like, I didn't come to the relationship with like, here's my full group of friends, fully formed group of friends. I was so, I was getting sober. I'm like, I don't, I don't have any friends right now. (laughs) Like I have people that I know in recovery and that was really, really, uh, made me really insecure. And, um, it was, I know that feeling. Yeah. It's really, but it was beautiful because it's like, it's just me, you know, this is what you're getting. And it was, um, it was fascinating. And to, to really just spend time with each other and learn, you know, in, not in big groups all the time, or even, you know, not, not, creating our relationship around socially 
it was a very different orientation to my first, you know, my, my husband, um, where we had a very social relationship from the beginning. You know, our friends and our family were as much a part of our relationship as our relationship was with each other. You know, it was like a web of people that, and, and that can be really beautiful too. It was just so different. Um, you know, we brought together a huge group of friends. We had a huge social life. There was a lot of drinking. There was a lot of fun. And um, the, I feel like this one's going in reverse where it's like I'm learning who I am in relationship with one other person at a much different period of my life. You know, I'm 38 now versus 27. And so it's, I don't know, that's, it's, it's, that's a, like a big answer, but that's kind of what I've been thinking about a lot lately. You know, I'm, I'm writing about it and thinking about my past relationship with my husband and this relationship and um, which is not, you know, it's not my boyfriend. We're not, serious in that way we don't live together um so it's just it's totally fascinating and kind of beautiful and I can do these things because I'm sober you know and I can explore them because I'm sober and I can make right decisions for me and I can totally fuck up and it's okay you know <laughs> whereas yeah. it looks it looked a lot different when I wasn't sober. And so things are good. I mean, it's, it, it, they're good in the sense that they are what they are and I'm, I'm okay with that. And I'm not, I'm in this sort of in between space and that's okay. And um, yeah, so it's, it's good, but it's not good because I'm, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so in love. We're moving in together. Like I'm not seeking that, uh, that, that right now either, you know, kind of like where you are. I'm just like, I'm not, I have no prize that I'm focused on. I'm really curious about having a a really respectful, kind, sweet, interesting relationship and seeing what that looks like. Well, and I think like for both of us, we can both just say like the biggest thing I'll I'll look, I'll step back from this and say is like, it's just the most responsible approach for both of us that I can, you know, like I, for me, it's just, it's a responsible approach. It's not the normal, it's not the normal way. I mean, oh my God. Well, what's the, um, the, the, no, this is so great. One of the letters that Cheryl Strayed wrote in her Dear Sugar column was um, about it was about a relationship. I think a man wrote her about a relationship that he was struggling with. And she quoted this um, poem that at the end, it has this beautiful line that says, I choose to love this time for once with all of my intelligence. Yeah. And it was like, it's so beautiful because I mean, I would have thought that that type of thing was so fucking boring. Like really you're going to use your head, but it's so not boring. It's so beautiful. And it's so nice and kind to yourself. Well, I mean, and let's just say it like my life is fucking rich, you know, like Mm. I am every day, like almost every day, my heart is exploding at something and, and the awe and the bigness that is my life that is going on around me. And it's not, you know, and, and before, most of that would always be, you know, centered around whether or not I was in a relationship or whether, you know, oh, yeah. my man status. And to be able to say on this end, like I'm loving with my full, it's true. Like I, I don't have that aspect in my life. I mean, this, it's almost, it's, it's the, you know, meep, not even, it's not even <laughs> meep. It's, it's silent. Today, but you know, two months ago, it was a 
big thing. Oh, and you right, right, right. Yeah. And you made the choice to say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this, hold this in a, in abeyance for a while. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But it is to say that, like, I, yeah, and you're right. And that was just like that was just six weeks ago. Where, I mean, but, I but would, things change that fast. They do. They really do. But to, well, to finish what my thought is, what I was saying is that it's very much like you, like the 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 trajectory of this is that you find this bigness in yourself that doesn't necessarily come, like you find this love from yourself that doesn't necessarily translate into what we think love should look like or what love should be. Like for you, oh, yeah. this beautiful self, like your relationship, what you talked more about was not like, oh my God, and then we do this and oh, we have the best sex and we also love the same books or whatever it is. It was actually, <laughs> you were talking about how your your self exploration through this relationship, and mm. and not only that, that's exciting, and that's like it's you know so like exciting, yeah. and it's so different, right? And for me, I'm saying I've chosen to like abstain, and that's still for me, that's exciting, right? And so it doesn't have to, you know, like there is there there is like there's this that, that doesn't mean also that I don't have love in my life or that I'm not no totally like, I know that I would be experiencing if I was like you know I mean I drool over things still and I like my heart flutters and my eyes open big and I cry and I and all of the things like mm -hmm. I, you know that I feel when I'm in love I actually feel and what my life looks like and feels like from I know and isn't that amazing like to you yeah. to um to like you realize how varied it is in relationships and that it's not you know it's like Marianne Williamson talks about how much pressure we put on the special relationship yeah. and that you know all relationships are relationships and that we can be so in love I mean I feel the same way about my you know writing and like I mean I was coloring this morning in this new coloring book that Alma and I got it's like an adult coloring book and I was so blissed out <laughs> doing this I can't even tell you for like two hours I was so blissed out and I and it was like I I you know I I love that I can be in love with with so many things yeah I know what you said a couple of weeks ago is just or last is the last one which just said and we gotta wrap it up but you said you know I realized I was cool and I actually like the like I'm cool and I actually like <laughs> the things I like and I think like for me like it's true I think I'm cool and I actually like the things that I like and I can yeah. self-entertain and like and that's kind of enough whereas before it was like will you please tell me I'm cool and like, uh, you know, like especially with men and, and not being and being somewhat empty if I didn't have that focus well, it's like almost, I'm too busy with my coloring book over here to date. So can you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's, it, it's interesting. It's it nothing is. more than interesting. It's, it's like a, it's totally fascinating to me. It is, it is. And I wouldn't change it for the world. And so I'd say like the best thing we, we can sign off is by saying our lives are, are pretty fucking great and, and not in any sort of like glamorous way but in a very real life is good way right not in a um ha hashtag look how dope my life is way yeah. which is a reason as a, a <laughs> real hashtag. hashtag that's going around oh i'm like what? no uh but yeah no uh, yeah no and it is it's um and for all of the things there's a lot of a lot of tough stuff a lot of great stuff a lot of yeah. you know I'm flowing stuff a lot of not flowing stuff childhood floor you know I mean it's like it's not it's it, but it's perfect it's just how it is right now pain discomfort not being exactly there but not you know but also not being where I was you know like all of it's just perfect it's perfect mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. 
All right, that's a good way to end. Um, I'm gonna go have dinner in the city and um, it's like six o'clock on Sunday, so. Uh, it's three here and I am gonna go and get a manicure and a pedicure and. Yay, that's my favorite. Oh, I haven't had, well, we won't even talk about it. But yeah, I'm. Um, it's self-care Sunday. Yay. SCS. All right. Um, okay. Wonderful. Bye bye. Next time. Until next time. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Okay, guys. Swear